It's another episode of Prospect Corner over here on Lockdown Blue Jackets, as today we're sitting down with Patrick Bexell to talk all about Swedish prospect Jonathan Lekarimäki today on Lockdown Blue Jackets. Your Lockdown Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, and thank you for making this your first listen or your first watch of the day of uh, Sunday. In fact, happy Sunday, and uh, we're doing a special post-weekend episode. I uh, sat down earlier today with Patrick Bechtel, who is, uh, generally speaking, a Habs prospect guy, but he's based in Sweden, and so I thought, hey, who better to talk to about Swedish prospects than him? So we're good to, today we're going to be talking about Jonathan Lekarimäki, and also just a little bit more about what exactly is going on in Djurgården, so uh, I'm just going to get right into it. So it's time for another uh, prospect corner, as I've started calling them, uh, now that the Blue Jacket season is like, what, three games from being over, I thought, right, it's time to sit down, do another round of uh, chatting about prospect, and so we've got a brand new prospect guy to Locked On Blue Jackets, uh, we've got Patrick Bexel here to talk all about the uh, the trio of Swedish forwards that are playing in Djurgården for the moment, anyway, and I'm sure we're going to, uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about that uh in in just a little bit but uh how's it going over there patrick the weather looks uh the weather looks great over there <laughs> the weather's uh, amazing actually we, we had a fortunate week here where uh, and uh, uh where we can just enjoy the weather and a bit of yard work uh yeah. <laughs> as you can see i probably should, sw- should switch here because uh i know someone doesn't want to be part of the podcast uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I- I'm wondering why you want to talk Swedish prospects today after what happened yesterday. Maybe we should speak about the uh, Latvian prospects instead. Yeah, it was uh, unexpected, I think, probably is the best the best way because like I've kind of I try to pay t- attention to prospects as much as I can, but there's there's just so many of them and I was like, okay, Sweden's Sweden's doing okay. Sweden's generally pretty good at, uh, at the old prospect thing, and so the uh, the defeat to Latvia was uh, a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. So I'm hoping we can kind of talk a little bit about kind of the the general Swedish prospect system in a little bit. But um, I want to start off talking about uh, probably the the or the, the one that guy. I have heard the most about. Let's talk about uh, Jonathan Lekarimäki. To uh, just uh, what can you what can you tell me about him? A very interesting prospect. The more I see him, um, I'm becoming more and more intrigued. He reminds me so much of a young Elias Pettersson, uh, and and we all know who that is. But Lekemeki is uh, he's really really interesting. He got the same shoot first ability. He got the same high skilled skating. Uh, it also dawns on me. A little bit like he wants to be that player that is the center of attention and make things happen um, in a good way, not not center of attention in a bad way. But but it also makes me wonder: can he make the adjustment into a center position down the line, just like Elias Pettersson did? 
Um, and, and that is the, the question mark for me because if, he, if you think he can, then he will probably go higher in the draft than projected. And right now he's projected 10, 15. And uh, if you project him as a center, he'd probably go 5 to 10. Uh, he is a player that really wants to take charge of the game. He wants to, to play that role. Uh, so I think he himself fancies that role a bit. I haven't been able to speak to any of them or the coach of Jurgården. So I don't have the idea of it. But I can see that happening. And um, But what really stands out to me is his skating and, and obviously his shot. He got a rocket of a shot. It could be a wrister. Uh, his slap shot is good. Um, he can place it more or less anywhere. He has the uh, ability to hide it as well and, and thereby give it out, uh, get the goalie to guess a little bit more. And I think that is maybe the the most important thing to, to keep those goalies guessing. In a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Patrick about Jonathan Lekarimaki, but first I'm going to tell you about HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? Well, it is farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. It's num America's number one meal kit and here's why. It is all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it is easier than ever to get filling meals on a table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy. They know how to really diversify the menu. They've got seasonal recipes like salmon limon and pasta primavera, and you can pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options. You can skip when you need to change your delivery date or update all your preferences in the HelloFresh app. I've been using HelloFresh for a couple of years now. I'm a huge fan. I love that it gives me a bunch of different varieties of things I can eat. It means I don't have to think about what I want to make. I can just grab a recipe card and pick some stuff out of the fridge. And it means that uh, I get exactly the right amount of what I need. And I don't have endless bags of carrots or half cabbages just rotting in the bottom of my fridge. And if you want to try HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16. Use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, that is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16. Use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting that you talked about him being the, the main character because we've kind of seen that a little bit with, obviously, Ken Johnson, who just made mm -hmm. his NHL debut. And I've talked to a bunch of prospect guys about Ken Johnson and all of them kind of have the same thing to say, which is he wants to be the main character, which is not, and like you said, not necessarily a bad thing, but is uh, is exciting. And, you know, you look at, on the Blue Jackets especially, you know, I feel like there are a handful of guys that could be main characters. Like Patrick Laine is always one that, that comes to mind as a, a guy that wants to be the, the main character. The but, Punisher uh, of Pucks. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I mean, like, but, but I think Laine doesn't have that kind of, how should I say without, I'm a huge fan of Lionel. Let's start with that. So we don't get on the wrong foot, but, <laughs> but uh, how would I say this? It's, he's a, he's a winger. You don't think about putting him in as a center, as, as 
the nave in the wheel more or less or, or the hub of the wheel um and i think that is what you can sort of see with with Leckermacki in in I, I see more of Pedersen than i see Lina in him as an example yeah i mean uh, i would not be mad and obviously Lina was you know incredible that draft year i remember watching the liga playoffs and it, he, he did things that no 18 year olds would be able to do yeah, it's uh, it's interesting as well that you, you kind of say that Lekarimaki could be projected as a centre. Do you see him as a centre in the NHL? Because that's something else that kind of, as I've been paying more attention to prospects this season, there are a lot of guys that I've noticed are listed as centres. Um, I mean, Ken Johnson is, is one mm-hmm. of them, obviously, and William Eklund is another one projected as a centre in the draft. Neither of, the, neither of those guys, I think, could be... NHL centers is that kind of do you see Lekarimaki as a guy that could potentially be an NHL center or is he a guy that's going to be more effective on the wing the problem for Lekarimaki and and for me uh, sitting here talking to him talk about him with you is obviously the fact that his SHL career wasn't as stringent as as it should have been this year I think uh he was moved down to I mean you Gordon had so many problems from the start of the season, really. And uh, coaches didn't really... They, they were forced maybe to abandon the youth progress of, that they had. And then they he was sent down to the under-20s, where actually I don't watch too much under-20. I have other things to do as well. Um, since I'm a teacher, I need to grade some papers and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Sometimes the, uh, the day job's got to come first, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I think, um, so I haven't really seen him that way. But on the other hand, um, Pedersen hadn't done one shift as a center before he went over to North America. And it all comes down to hockey IQ. And I'm unsure of where Leckermacki's hockey IQ is because I haven't seen him enough to draw conclusions about it. In a minute, we are going to talk a little bit more about Jonathan Lekarimaki and also the uh, the state of hockey in Jurgarden with Patrick. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar because if you don't know by now, Built Bar is the best. It is a protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar. It's delicious. It's nutritious. It is an all-around treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And if you haven't tried the Built Puffs, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. A Built Puff is a protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are soft. They come in a bunch of incredible flavors. A lockdown favorite is the churro puff flavor. I like the banana and cream pie flavor myself. They're my favorites, and they're going to be yours as well. Built Bar are low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber, low-carb. And here's the best bit. If you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You can get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Dot com. I know that obviously he's talented, but can he make that adjustment? On the other hand, can, if you have a center that can shoot like Leckermackie and hide his shot that well and skate as good as he can, I would say a lot of teams might be tempted to, to at least try it to see if it works out. I mean, the Blue Jackets have like one and a half centers on a good day anyway, so like if he ends up on Blue Jackets, then... 
why not? You know, it's it's uh, he could he could be a, a surprise. I do want to talk a little bit about the kind of the Joe Gardens situation as a whole because mm-hmm. obviously not great news coming out of there. They're going down uh, next season, I believe, and so obviously that's raised some questions as to where the the good young players are, are going to go. Are they going to go with Joe Garden? Are they going to play somewhere else? Are they going to make the trip over to, to North America? Like First, what, first, and, first and foremost, all four, um, uh, Odell, Erland, and, uh, uh, no, Odell, Ergren, and uh, Ostland, they're so similar, even I make mistakes <laughs> with them, and Lekker has all signed with you, Gordon, and confirmed they want to stay there next year, so they're not going to an SHL team. That's not a bad thing in, in many ways. I'll, I'll be honest with that. But uh, uh, they, they'll probably be leaned on more in a senior division, uh, in the second division rather than the first division. You see it in football. You see it in, in all other team sports that if you're at the lower division, you might put your prospects a little bit harder. You can... You can play them a little bit tougher situations because it's, I mean, like they're still pros on the other end, but they're not the top of, end of the pros. So, so you got that. Second is the fact that you got the, um, um, the newly signed NHL SHL agreement. And um, as is the case and was the case before, it's just essentially, it's just the fact that the uh, payment has gone up. For, for prospects that are being crafted and, and being signed. But also what, what stayed in was obviously that NHL team controls the, the destiny of these kids uh, if they're signed in the first round. Then they don't have to, you know, then the NHL team can say, we we're going to put them in the AHL instead. And I can definitely see that situation with Lekker Mickey. Uh, that is something I, I, I and uh, what is it, Odell as well. I can see that as well with him, uh, big, strong guy, uh, defender. That's something you might want to get used to. That North American rink, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that you know, I can, I can see that happening. That a club that takes Lekker Mackey will be. Why should we put him in the second division? We can put him in AHL, make him mature there. Uh, there are pros and cons with this. We've seen this before, obviously, with uh, with different players. Some adjust better, some don't. Um, Puglia Yarvi is obviously the, the the one thing that we're looking at. Uh, I think that William Ekelund from, from the Sharks, starting with the Sharks, scoring a few goals, and then more or less forcing them to, to when they wanted to send him down, uh, he was like, I'm going to go home to you, Gordon. And uh, that, you know, you don't want to... You, you, I'm not sure that moving across the Atlantic, etc., etc., are going to be beneficial. Make the dishes in the summer. Let it be that way. That's how I see it. What's best for everyone? Like, especially moving abroad, new country, learning to... And I always keep coming back to this because I lived in London for 10 years and I was 30 when I moved over or, or 33, 35. Yeah, I was in my 30s anyway. Let's leave it anyway. Let's leave it anyway. And uh, you have a bank account learning to take charge and, and how to pay the bills 
at uh, in, in another country when are bills being paid and the fact that which was ridiculous for me you know you need to have a utensil bill for for to get into the bank and open the bank account but you can't you you, you can't get a utensil bill unless you have a bank account yeah so, you just stuck, stuck in that cycle of needing one to get the other yeah the, i mean like getting a kid over 18 years old he probably speaks good English, so I'm not worried about that. But it's all the other things that comes with it, and I think that is where, where maybe you should be a little bit more cautious. We pull you everywhere. Went back to to Finland, two seasons, fantastic progress. Look at him now. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about not to like derail from the the Swedish prospect conversation, but like. Puliavi for me was kind of what Loki one of the successes of that draft I think because obviously he was supposed to go to Columbus everyone was like he's going third overall to Columbus mm-hmm. ended up going fourth to Edmonton and then kind of disappeared and everyone was like wow this kid's such a bust and now he's I don't know I'm I'm really impressed with with how Puliavi kind of I, I think Kate Kleinen, I think I think Kate Kleinen took into the account that Puliavi's English was so bad. Mm. That year, he had to give interview. He had to ask his teammates to translate during the World Juniors for him to, when he made interviews. I think it takes great character, and I think it speaks volumes to Pulujarvi to actually dare to do that. Um, and and I think Kate Linen from the Jackets actually was was aware of that and and was like, if we want someone fast, this is not the guy we're going to get. It wasn't down to skill. It wasn't down to anything. I think the the problem was really Winnipeg. Uh, no, Edmonton. Sorry, uh, Edmonton. More or less forcing his hand to come over, and instead of saying, you know, here is the tutor, you're going to learn English in Finland. It's going to take us one or two years, and then you're going to come over and play with McDavid. And and if you do that, and I, I think that would have been a smarter investment and it wouldn't have been this kind of discussion, oh, he's going back to Finland, he's never coming back, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's rather that the fact that he, in this instance, they should have taken that approach from the start. And I know it's tough. Uh, this is why like Owen Powell from last year, he was like, I'm going first, I'm still going to go back to college. I don't care what you guys say. And I yeah, think that's I was... really, really, really smart. But it's tough for a team to get into you getting the first overall or, or the top five pick. You sign them or, or you can't sign them because they go back to university. But uh, you sign them. And of course, everyone wants to see them. And I think that sort of breaks the rhythm of progress sometimes. And if, if you go back and forth over Europe, over the Atlantic, it's going to take what? three, four days at least to adjust on either end. So you're going to lose a week of progress. It's one-fiftieth of, 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 of your year, more or less, that you're going to lose because just... And if you do it one or more time or two or more times, you're going to lose more. So it all comes down to these kind of things that I, I expect. But I, I can... Going back to where we started, I can see another team... That the, the team that selects Leckermacki, that they say, you know, um, we want you and you're going to come over here anyway. And I mean, look at the team in Sweden right now, Rögle, um, 
won Champions Hockey League finalists in, in SHL last year, won the league this year, uh, are currently playing for survival in, in the semi-final series against Dagestad in Sweden. And uh, they lost out on Sandin and Liljegren because they didn't trust the organization to, to develop them proper Toronto for, for both players. Uh, last year they had uh, Morris Sider here and everyone is pushing for their prospects to go to regular now. So, so it, it also comes down to what kind of other things, facilities and, and organization skills, etc., etc. And it's going to hamper these guys because I can definitely see people not trusting you, Gordon, with this kind of, of, of demotion that has happened to the team. It's, it's, it's like Montreal Canadiens would go down. It's the, the, the team with most championships in Sweden. It's the, the, the capital team uh etc and i think when it comes down to it you're gonna have that the, the only good thing that that is in in benefit for for you gordon in in this case is that they're they're based on the capital they're good communication so you can, i mean like um scouts etc can just fly in it's a direct flight to stockholm that's the benefit but yeah uh, it comes down to that there are certain teams that I don't think trust the, the development system and there are certain teams that do. Yeah, for sure. So what to, um, just to kind of get back to, to Lekagamaki, and then um, I want to talk about a couple of other uh, prospects. We talked a little bit earlier, you kind of projected him maybe 10 to 15. Is that where you're expecting him? To go because I feel like that's right in the sweet spot of where the Blue Jackets are likely to to draft with at least one of their picks. So, yeah, I think I think that's where it will be uh, a good under eighteen tournament here now because he's part of it, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we might change that. It's also, as I said, the perception of can he play center or not. We saw this. I mean, like I was I, one of my friends was here for tacos and beers last night and obviously we got into to talking about hockey and and uh, we were talking about how Cole Caulfield could fall to 15 and it all started with the notion that Detroit picked the wrong pick because they picked Morris Sider which in retrospect was it's the absolute correct <laughs> pick to take but it created this selection of defenders that went a little bit too early. Uh, was it Broberg, uh, Westerlund, uh, some Swedish uh, other players as well. And, and a lot of defenders went there, which made essentially, and Oscar obviously went 11. And then you got Philadelphia sitting there with 14 and taking Cam York, if I'm remember correctly yes. and Cowfield just falls into a lap of, of, of Montreal Canadiens and I'm super stoked for that it's my next jersey so I'm not going to go anywhere with, with more than that but the, if, if if a team has a player high and I can see a team having Lekemeki high then they're going to pick him they're not going to look at the draft board uh, we got Alexander Romanov. It's another 
super example of that. I think in, in the consensus ranking that we do over at Ahab Size on the Price, he was somewhere around 120, 125, something. I mean, uh, I think uh, Bob McKenzie was the only one that had him in the 80s, and he was the highest. And Montreal picked him at 35. Yeah. So you you, you got to see, like, if a team likes a player, they're going to grab him, and then it might cause a ripple effect as well. So as we saw with Cider. And I think yes. that's something that, you know, someone can pick like a Mackie or someone starts picking centers over the wingers. So, you know, you see, I don't think it will happen, but let's say Slavkovsky falls. Uh, because winger, you pick, yeah. yeah, because you're picking centers instead. Then Lekemeki will go eight. To a yeah, team that goes like everyone else. Elsa's picking centers. We're picking a center as well. Like Mackie's on the board, fine, or, or he can play centers. We'll, we'll grab him. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so it's 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 all down to perception. But yeah, definitely, I can see Columbus getting there. Uh, I can also see Columbus crafting one of my uh, great picks for for this year's draft, and that's Marco Casper. Yeah, I've kind of vaguely given up on predicting what the Blue Jackets are going to do in the draft because Yamakaka Lainen seems to be playing on a different draft board than literally every other GM. You know, like I wasn't expecting Kent Johnson at fifth. No. I wasn't expecting Chinikov at 24th or wherever we drafted him the year before. Like he just kind of, he does, he seems to do what but, he wants, uh, which is Yeah, fun. but I mean, like he, he seems to tr- put his trust more or less in his scouts and they feel that trust and it benefits the Columbus Blue Jackets long term. That's that's yeah, why I see definitely. it. Rather than than, you know, according to all uh, the consensus rankings of these five uh, scout services, you're gonna pick this guy now. Then we don't need to have scouts. Then we don't we, we just pay the scouting services something and uh, you don't need professional scouts in, in, in the organization. And I think Cake Line and has really benefited from that and uh, obviously he has another approach he's coming in from europe where we don't have drafts etc so if he sees a player that he likes he's probably just going to go like i'm going to offer him a contract so yeah i'm going to draft him <laughs> yeah yeah kakalan is a big uh he's a lot of fun as a gm to like try and figure out his his thought process i'm a big and that might be biased because again the blue jackets but i'm a big Big fan of how Kakalainen does his contract work, his draft work. I know he gets a lot of stick for like not signing big names or giving huge contracts to like. I don't necessarily agree with the nine point five million dollars for Zakarensky, but I, I like so much of what Kakalainen does. Um, and that's all I've got for today. Tomorrow we're going to be breaking down the game against the Oilers, which is happening in oh, about three and a half hours at the time of recording this. So that's what's coming up tomorrow on Locked on Blue Jackets. And then later on in the week, we're going to be sharing some more conversations with Patrick about uh, more Swedish prospects. If you want to follow Patrick on Twitter, he is at Zebs underscore Habs. And uh, if you would like to follow me, I am at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. Right down here if you're watching on the YouTubes. If you are watching on the YouTubes, I appreciate you. If you are listening, I appreciate you. But if you want to subscribe over on YouTube, you can be in with a chance of winning a commemorative Rick Nash puck. Once I hit 100 subscribers over there, I'm going to be giving that away. So make sure you go and hit the subscribe button over there. You can follow Locked on Blue Jackets 
wherever you want. Uh, we are on Twitter at LO underscore Bluejackets. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like I said, we're also on YouTube. And uh, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the game later tonight. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>